This episode of Lawyers Tell All is brought to you by the Intake Academy. Are you ready to convert more callers to qualified cases, rapidly qualify good cases, and transform unqualified prospects to advocates for your firm, whether you're able to handle their case or not? Visit www.intakeacademy.com and discover how to cement relationships with more of your ideal clients. Get them to commit to you and send you more referrals than you ever thought possible. Welcome to the Lawyers Tell All podcast, where Chris Mullins, the preeminent sales and communications consultant in the legal industry, shows you how it looks through lawyers' eyes. Here, innovators in the trenches provide powerful insights that help you connect with new clients, handle the sometimes harsh realities of the legal profession, and embrace the mindsets needed to succeed. Be sure to visit our website at www.lawyerstellall.com. And while you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now, lean in, tune in, and let's take a deep dive. It's Chris Mullins with Lawyers Tell All, and today I'm interviewing Brooke Bolts, and I'm going to let Brooke introduce herself to you. Go ahead, Brooke. Thank you. My name is Brooke Bolts. I'm an attorney practicing primarily in Orlando, Florida. I'm also licensed in Texas. I practice in the areas of insurance and injury law on the plaintiff side, mm-hmm. and I've been practicing for 15 years. And I started my own practice about six years ago. Uh, Bolts Legal is the name of my firm. And uh, I have just really been learning and growing in entrepreneurship since that time. And also I'm the host of a podcast called Miss Biz centered around business growth. And also am a mother and wife. And I have three children ages 12, 13, and four. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's interesting. So um, talk about the business growth. Like what, what is it in particular that you, you focus on there with that, with that podcast? Sure. So marketing is a primary focus. Marketing and networking is, is one of my favorite things to talk about. It's something that as a business owner myself, I'm always looking for new ways to bring in new business and continue to grow. So we talk about everything from business networking groups to Mm -hmm. Google reviews to uh, social media ads and posts, just anything centered around growing your business. Is it any business or law firms? My podcast really is about any business. Mm-hmm. I, I find that there's a lot of commonality. It's primarily service-based businesses, not a product per se, but people who have a service that they're offering. Mm-hmm. Uh, so law firms would fall into that category as would other types of professional industries. Okay. And um, you said 15 years you've been an attorney? 15? Okay. Yes. What made you decide to become an attorney? I, there was a few different reasons, but I I majored in political science in undergrad and was kind of burnt out on school after college and wanted to see what I could do with an undergraduate degree and just kind of not do any more schooling. So I got a job as a probation officer 
and quickly realized that my degree really only qualified me to do government type work. And I wasn't really happy in that field. I enjoyed my job responsibilities and I enjoyed getting to know the probationers that I worked with, but I didn't enjoy that there wasn't a lot of opportunity for advancement. Everything in the governmental system seemed to be seniority-based. And as a brand new college graduate at age 21, I was at the bottom of the totem pole and I was ambitious and wanting to find a way to work my way up somewhere. And I just didn't see the opportunity being available in a government job. So I started applying for other types of government jobs only to find out that no one was interested in even so much as interviewing me because I had so little experience at that point. And so I started looking for opportunities to find um, some other field that would open up more possibilities. And a law degree really seemed to be a, a great possibility because you can do so many different things with a law degree. And also in my my profession as a probation officer, I was in the courtroom, so I was getting to see lawyers and judges and seeing what lawyer life could be like. And so for those reasons, I decided to go to law school and really just kind of see what doors would open for me to do something that just had more possibility for advancement and opportunity to work my way up somewhere. So did that whole thing, did it prove to be exactly what you hoped for? In some ways, law school definitely opened a lot of opportunities. There, there, It is still true that you can do all kinds of things with your degree. Um, but the caveat is that once you kind of start doing one of those fields, it becomes hard to switch and learn something or do something new because as you start to go grow in your advancement, you start making more money because you know what you're doing more. And then if you're to say, well, I don't want to do this type of law anymore. Let me go do something else. You're you're treated as, as a, a low-level uh, lawyer again in that new field because you still have to go through that huge learning curve again. And so it's not as easy to just transition from one type of law to another type of law as I might have envisioned it when I was looking at law school as an option. But it is still true that there are all kinds of opportunities for people with a law degree and you can usually find something that's a good fit for your personality type. Yeah. Um, so with the business mindset and the entrepreneurial mindset and the podcast, what would you say uh, law firms should do differently with regards to running a law practice? Sure. I think that law firms in general overwork their employees in terms of giving them too, too high of caseloads that make it very hard to do a good job. And I I think that it is ingrained in us as lawyers that we need to be working harder than everybody else. And in turn, our staff need to be doing the same thing. Uh, things that I learned early on where this isn't a bank, we don't work bank hours. Uh, we work hard all the time. Uh, if the lights are on, we're working. Uh, that we are to be married to our phones and to have our phones with us all the time and that we are to be working 
every waking moment and in turn, so are staff. And so, but what that does is creates a high turnover rate with employees not staying in the same place for a long period of time, or at least at the, you know, I don't, I, I haven't worked at a ton of different law firms, so I can really only speak to the places that I've worked, but uh, having a high turnover rate, I think is something that plagues a lot of law firms. And in a lot of ways, it's because the staff are are put in a position uh, that they feel it's impossible for them to keep up or to do a good job. And, and, and most people want to do a good job and they want to do well and they want to feel like they are being of value. But if it's an impossible workload that they just can't keep up with, they oftentimes leave because they feel they're not doing a good job and they feel just sort of defeated that they can't be successful where they are. And then when you have that turnover and you have that time where the files are being unattended to, then it things start to get missed and things start to get dropped and deadlines start to get missed. And it puts more pressure on whoever is still there at the firm trying to keep all the balls in the air. And then when they finally find someone to replace that person who's been gone for a period of time, now that person comes into an impossible situation from the beginning where the workload is already so backed up that they can't even manage it or even hope to manage it. So they're set up to fail from the beginning and then they leave. And then it's just a constant snowball effect of people leaving. And every time that happens, you have cases being unattended to, which means clients are getting upset and deadlines are getting missed and things are not, you're not presenting yourself with the best in the best light to the outside world. And so your law firm starts to get a bad reputation And so I really think that giving staff a manageable workload uh, is critical to the success of any business. And that's where it starts. It's not where it ends. You, You want your staff to also you know, stay around for a while and, and having a manageable workload is, is step one, but there's other things we can do to also help increase their job satisfaction to keep them around because they are, they are a representation of our business and we are only as good as our staff are because no matter how good of a lawyer you are, you can't do it all yourself without the help of others. And so just really valuing your staff as much as they could and should be valued is critical to the success of a law firm, in my opinion. Let me ask you this though, but in your own practice, so what are you doing? What do you, how do you run your practice based on everything that you're saying? Sure. There are several things that I've incorporated little by little over the years to try to increase the job satisfaction with my employees. Uh, as I said, first and foremost is trying not to overwhelm people. So if, if I have a, an employee who otherwise is on the ball and suddenly starts to miss things, that's an indication to me that they're probably having a workload that's getting too high and I need to look to either better delegate the work or bring in a new employee to help. Uh, So that's first. Second, we have incentives uh, instead of points that staff can earn. We have bonus structures set up for the positions that 
uh, are accustomed or, or, or situated to be able to earn bonuses so people can earn bonuses on a monthly basis uh, in certain roles. And then for those that don't have bonus type of position, scheduling mm-hmm. is an example of one, they can earn points for doing things that help benefit the firm. So if they volunteer to do an after hours networking event uh, on behalf of the firm, or if they share some of our social media posts, or if they, um, you know, go to a golf tournament that we're sponsoring and hand out items to the, to the golfers, things that just aren't part of their requirements as a legal assistant or a paralegal or as an attorney, but things that they do that help benefit the firm, they earn points for those things and they can cash in those points for cash rewards and cash um, mm-hmm. uh, for, for a, really, I paid for a cruise for someone and I paid for Disney tickets for someone. Uh, my staff usually don't have to pay for their own vacations if they uh, collect points throughout the year. Um for, for just doing those type of extra things that aren't necessarily required or part of the job, but things that really help us as a firm. Uh, I do a couple of staff bonding events throughout the year. We try to do a, a big one at the end of the year, and then we do a, a smaller one mid-year just to help with the bonding experience. Communication with the staff is really critical as a business owner. A lot of times sitting down to one, one-to-one with every employee is like the last thing we want to do because we're just busy. Yeah. And if it's not on fire, then we sometimes don't want to be bothered with it. But I found the times that I've set the time aside to sit down one-to-one to talk to someone and just say, what are your goals with the firm? That that really meant a lot to them. And mm-hmm also allowed me to be able to put in place some things to help them reach their goals, which in turn makes them want to stick around because they feel that they have a future. We employed an employee of the quarter uh, incentive program where each quarter we vote on the employee of the quarter and they get a day off and they get a monetary bonus associated with that. Uh, That helps to, uh, I think, motivate, incentivize people there's just been little things like that we've done little by little uh, at each year that we have been around to just kind of get a little bit better at appreciating the staff. I also, on their birthdays, I send them a um, a message about how much I appreciate them, mm-hmm. uh, what they're doing. That helps them keep me accountable so that I know I'm doing it once every year for every employee, um, sending them a personal message so that it doesn't slip by me. Uh, and we go long periods of time where I'm not remembering to tell them I appreciate them. That's excellent. So like if you had to, what would your message be to um, like a simple kind of message? So well, execute easy to the law firms that are listening right now. Sure. So I think staff meetings are something that you could incorporate if you're not doing that already. That's pretty easy to do. We do it on a quarterly basis here. Um, and, and going around the room, I mean, I guess it depends on how big your staff is, mm-hmm. but my staff's about 15 people. So we go around the room and allow everyone to share a win they've had in the quarter and something uh, that also could be a struggle they're facing or a recommendation that they may have. 
And when they're just given that floor to speak, Mm -hmm. I find that the employees are apprehensive to bother me. And so they may have a great recommendation that they are wanting to share, but they're not wanting to bother me with it. And at an employee staff meeting, when they're just given a few minutes to talk, they share these ideas with me that are great ideas that I welcomed and wanted to hear. But if I didn't take the time to have the staff meeting, I probably would never hear it because they feel like they're bothering me. Mm -hmm. So the staff meetings are an easy way to get everyone together. It helps, you know, of course, bring lunch. And so just kind of spending that time together helps to build uh, the relationship, give them an opportunity to be heard. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also, just I have an anonymous box. It's the same box we use to vote for the employee of the quarter, but people can put in their recommendations if they're not comfortable to share it out loud in front of the group, they can put an anonymous suggestion in the suggestion box of something that we could implement to help improve the the staff um, working environment as well. So those are some just Mm -hmm. simple, easy things. And then really just some outings, do a couple of outings a year, get out of the office, do something fun. We did paddleboarding one time. We've gone go-karting, We've done painting, you know, paint a canvas thing, just Mm kind of, and and doing it during business hours, not after hours, not taking the staff away from their free time. Mm -hmm. We'll do it on like a Friday afternoon or something and just close the office and put the answering service on uh, so that it's not taking away from their free time, not making them come after hours for an after hours event. Uh, We'll do that usually twice a year. And that really can help with just um, building the relationship and helping them to feel, uh, increase their job satisfaction a little bit. And and appreciate it for real, not just saying I appreciate you, but (laughs) actually showing that you appreciate them. So that's awesome. Um, What, so how can folks get in touch with you if they want to ask you questions or anything like that? Sure. My website is boltslegal.com. That's Mm B-O-L-T-Z legal.com. And uh, my website for my uh, podcast is missbiz. That's M-S-B-I-Z.com. And then I'm on social media. Boltslegal is my handle or missbiz podcast. Any of those methods are going to reach me. Well, that's excellent. I, I appreciate chatting with you. Any last words for everybody? Just keep fighting the good fight and uh, <laughs> putting your client's interests above your own, I think, is the key to us lawyers uh, having a good reputation in the community and continuing to to just build our the 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 reputations that lawyers is general in general have. And I thank you for doing this podcast to help uh, people hear what it's really like to be yeah. a lawyer. And I think that we as lawyers can learn from each other. So I appreciate that there are other law firm owners and listeners out there because being a word of advice to each other is what we should be doing as opposed to seeing each other as competitors. And so I truly appreciate that you are doing this great work for the legal profession. Well, thank you. It's my pleasure. All right. Well, thank you, Brooke. Upward and onward, everybody. We'll see you again real soon. Lawyers tell all. Bye-bye. 
Thank you for tuning in to Lawyers Tell All, where Chris Mullins takes you on a journey with lawyers in the trenches who show you the realities of what it takes to succeed in this chaotic, crowded, ever-changing profession. Remember to visit our website at www.lawyerstellall.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on Lawyers Tell All. Thank you.